0: Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at the Bank of St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.
1: very much, John. It's really a thrill to be back here in Guernsey after so long. I believe it was perhaps 10 or 11 years um, because I remember... On my way here, I found out that I wasn't feeling well that weekend. In fact, I was on my way to the the, um, checkout desk in Birmingham, check-in desk in Birmingham, and found that my legs weren't moving properly. Now they're moving, hallelujah! Can dance, I. But don't move. You remember that? And you had to go ahead ahead and check me in. When we arrived here, I couldn't walk properly, and Bob and Mary, Bob and. Bob and Maureen said, George, let's go for a walk. Before I told them that I couldn't go, I went. And I couldn't keep up with them. And then I came to the Sunday morning service. And there was an electric wire going across the floor. And you know, when, when I preach, I like to walk, don't I? I like to see your eyeballs, and I, you know, you're not sleeping. I like to look at you. So, and I'm walking up and down. And my, my legs couldn't lift up
0: over the wire. And the only person that noticed it was Naomi. Tell you how I knew. We
1: went to tea somewhere. And I was just about coming down the stairs of the house. When she ran and grabbed hold of my arm. Let me help you, George. I'm not that old. (laughs) And she said to me, I saw you this morning. And you couldn't lift your leg over. Now, when we went back home, we went to the doctor's. And it was very serious. In fact, the moment I got to the doctor, this guy said to me, we're sending you right now for a scan. What do you call this? MRI scan. And he said, if you wait, Mr. Miller, we will give you, we will give you the, the, the results right now. I didn't want to wait, but my wife made me wait. And he said, Mr. Miller, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is, we know what it is. But the bad news is it's serious. He says what's happening to you is that the, the, your cervicals at the back of your neck with the spinal cord run through, the cervicals are thickening around the spinal cord and he's cutting it. And he says, if you were to fall on the stairs or have a whiplash you'd be paralyzed from the neck down. So he said Mr. Miller, you'll have to have an operation. And he told us all that it was entailed. And my wife and I that day, bless the Lord, we stood there and listened. My wife began to weep when he told us you could be paralyzed from the neck down after the operation. He told us your married life will be over. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, help us. <laughs> so he said, Mr. Miller, I'll give you two weeks to think about it. I recommend that you have the operation. So he gave me details of this card. And I want to tell you, folks, those two weeks were good for my prayer life. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank God for prayer. Being in agony, he prayed the more earnestly. I was in agony. No, it's not my brother. It's not my sister. This is me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. And I prayed. And the Lord assured me that it would be all right. I woke up one night after prayer and the Lord said to me, the Lord said this to me. He said, Have the operation, but I will perform it. Hallelujah. God is good at operations. He's a good job on Adam. Amen. Come on. If it wasn't for the operation, Eve wouldn't have been born. Hallelujah. But God threw, made an operation upon the rib and took the rib out and made you guys. What a great job he did. Amen. Come on. You don't like women? Women are fantastic. Thank God. Sometimes they are God's best men. I'm not saying like that. Sometimes they are God's best men. Women. However, I will perform it, says God. I decided, I said to the doctor, all right, we're coming in. After God said to me, I'll perform it. I said, I'll go in. Rang him up, and we went in. The day of the operation, he came and he sat in my bed, and said, Mr. Miller, let me run through this by again. You could be paralyzed, you could be this, you could be that. Now sign here. Glory to God. So I signed my life away. And folks, I said to the surgeon, I said said to him, I said, there'll be hundreds of people praying for you and I today. Hallelujah. He looked at me and said, Mr. Miller, we can do with all the help we can get. <laughs> that, that, that was his exact words. We can do with all the help we can get. So, hallelujah, I said to him, this morning, my reading in, the, in my word for today, the title of it was, You Are His Personal Concern. Hallelujah. Last I got written on, the, on that hillside. The names written on the hillside. I was written in God's book. And he says, you are his personal concern. So, praise God, I went off to a theater. I'm going to tell you this a little bit. Got down to, got down to the, the, near the theater door, waiting for the Amethysts to put me out. And this guy walked up to me and he said, are you Mr. Miller? I said, yes. He says, I'll be doing the operation today with this other person. And just as he said that, the other person appeared. And they started to talk, they turned their backs up for me, and they started to talk. I don't think they realized how loudly they were talking. One said to the other one, he said, What do you need for this operation today? He said, Number one, I can't trust my eyes. (laughs) Hallelujah. I can't trust my eyes. So we need a microscope. (laughs) Then he said, We're
0: going to need a size microscope. So-and-so drill. Let me tell you folks. God. I felt like doing a runner. The only thing that kept me lying there. Was God said. I will perform the operation.
1: They didn't know I'd heard. But they turned around and they realized what they'd said. And I apologized, but it was too late. I'd have heard. So I got to the operation. After the operation, I came around. Hallelujah, thank God. The first thing I did when I came around was to feel my feet. <laughs> Glory to God, toes are moving. <laughs> Things are okay. Hallelujah. So two days later, the same surgeon who did the operation came to me and he said, Mr. Miller... This is an unscheduled visit, but I had to come. He said, said Number one, the operation was successful. Number two, I found a way, a new way of doing this operation, and it's the best I've ever done. Glory to God. And then he said the third thing. He says, prayers were heard. Glory to God. He was right on all three. He found a new way. God did it. Because he couldn't. Folks, when God is for you, who can be against you? Smile at me. If God is for me, who can be against me? I am a winner. I am a child of God. I know God. And let me just tell you this. So now, in fact, God changed my whole attitude to healing. Because I used to think that only God alone could heal. And God only healed you by a miracle. Now, God heals by miracles. I've seen him do that hundreds of times. But God also heals through doctors. God is on the side of health. Amen. Come on. God is on the side of health. So I pray for people who are going for operations too. I'm no longer a one sided man. I'm balanced. Hallelujah.
0: Okay. One other thing I must tell you. When we were singing that song about fear, what was the line? I can't remember the line. No longer. Ah, oh, that's right. Don't
1: you know that one? No longer a slave.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah.
1: Um. Even my wife is saying, "Behave." <laughs> I'm no longer a slave. Hallelujah. That's beautiful. And by the way, Guernsey was liberated too. We're, we're celebrating liberation. Amen. Come on. No longer slaves to the Germans. Yay! Hallelujah. Liberty. Freedom.
0: Fantastic. Now, when you're saying no longer a slave to fear, I just went back eight weeks in my
1: mind, and most of you have told that for the last 18 months, it's been the worst 18 months of my life, I'm, over, I'm 70 years old. And I don't, I know I don't look half of it. (laughs) I'm 70 years old, and I have never been, uh, in all the years of my life, it's been the worst years of my life, the last 18 months. I suffered, and my wife suffered with me, because I went through
0: um, burnout, then depression, anxiety, fear, I went through what we call the dark night
1: of the soul. I never expected it to have lasted so long. It lasted 18 months. I felt suicidal. I didn't go to church.
0: I didn't want to go to church at all. And I was gripped by fear. I couldn't go out of the house. I couldn't get out to the door. I was scared to get out to see the neighbors. Would you believe that? It was like that. And it was awful. I was gripped by fear. But one day
1: I watched my wife. Struggled to cut our lawn. She's cutting away at the lawn and she's tired. And we got this jolly big fly mo, And she's trying to lick the flymo. And I'm upstairs, looking out through the window. Can't go out. Because the neighbors might see me and get me. I thought people were coming to take
0: me away. It's horrible. And I was gripped by
1: Fear. I won't go into details and tell you that. That's an, another story because it, was, it had a satanic dimension as well. Any fear has a satanic dimension. God doesn't give you fear. And if God doesn't give you fear, it comes from somewhere else. Amen. So, sa- that was fear of Satan. Fear of, from this devil. And I allowed him to put it upon me. But I want to tell you, Thank God for the church of Jesus Christ. Look at me, I mean it. Thank God for the church. Many people don't like the church. The church isn't perfect. Amen. They say if you find a perfect one, don't join it. <laughs> because the moment you join it, it becomes imperfect. The church is the pillar and ground of truth. The church Is that which God is building in the earth to take charge of everything. Amen. The church is God's arm, God's mouthpiece, God's everything to the world. God says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. When you don't want to go to church, the devil has got you where he wants you. Watch my eyes again. Let me say it again. Uh, praise God! Give me a watch. Put your, put your watch up there for me so
0: I can know the time. Listen, whenever time you don't want to go to church, it's the act of the devil upon you. I don't care whether it's somebody you don't like in the church. You don't want to go because they're going to turn
1: up. Let me tell you, forgiveness is important to church life. Amen. Let me tell you, you're going to need to be forgiven at some stage. So I can ask you a question, is there anybody in this church who has never been hurt by anybody else? Let me see your hand. You've never been hurt by anybody in the church. Praise God you're honest. Thank God. Where there are people, there'll be upsets. Where there are people, there'll be times when God is going to make it. So you need to forgive. Sometimes you know. We think church will be always nice. Everywhere we go we find nice people. Sometimes you might come in the church. And God put you up against. Sister sandpaper. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> what you get about sister sandpaper?
0: Nothing smooth about her. She rubs your hair Ah! not see don't want to sit beside her anymore and then she shows
1: up what not Christian about you begins to come out because you begin to react not going to see anymore and God is testing your forgiveness God forgives us everything come on amen everything you know, I've learned something about the grace of God. God, forgive the moment I come. And
0: say, Father, I've messed up again. This is the 90th time.
1: And Father says, Son, it's okay. The blood of Jesus has fixed it. Yeah. Oh, God. I want to tell you this. Listen, church. Listen, Christian, a non-Christian. There is no other religion in the world... That comes close to Christianity. It's far superior to everyone. Everyone, bar none. You don't find a God whose grace is sufficient
0: for you. God's grace is sufficient for everyone. No matter how much you sin, no matter how many sins you committed,
1: the grace of God is more than equal. Say something, even when you mess up. Anybody ever messed up? No, 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 you're all wonderful here. You've got a good church, (laughs) brother. All of us mess up from time to time. I've messed up loads of times.
0: But no matter how often you mess up and you come to Father, Father said, Son, I forgive you.
1: And I tell you what, I don't even hold it against you. And he said, Listen. You haven't even got to wait for a week before I forgive you. Come on now. Anybody follow it with your wife or husband? Glory oh, to God. She says, now, I'm going to let you stew. <laughs> Come on, fellas. If you have that one, don't put your hand up if you want to live. She's going to let you
0: stew, man. I'm holding out on everything. I've gone and strike for a month. God doesn't do that. He's holy. (laughs) He's absolutely righteous.
1: The moment you come, you say, Father, genuinely, in Jesus' name, I'm sorry, forgive me. He wipes it out. And you know know the thing about God, too? God never remembers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my boy. I heard you, honey. Watch your time. My wife is good for you. She's watching out for my time. But listen, I'll just say this to you. That God, God never keeps cause of wrong. Never, never, never. In fact, he says, when you confess your sins, I'm faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Then he says this, I forget your sins. Your sins and your iniquities are remembered. No more. And if God has forgotten them, you should too. Hey! This God is marvelous. You won't find anywhere like him. But a gracious, loving, heavenly father. Who forgives us everything. And I was thus. But God rid me of my fear. I'm just telling you this. That when, when the devil wants to stop your progress. He stops you attending church. And he isolates you. Amen. Come on. I'm going to start to you this first. He isolates you. And he isolated me. A few months. A few months I never went to church. In fact, somebody came to visit me, wanted to give me communion, and I didn't want it. Go away.
0: Somebody came to lay hands upon me and to pray for me. And he didn't want you to pray for me. I was in a mess. I was in a mess. I'm telling you this.
1: Don't let the devil do the one upon you that keeps you from church.
0: Amen. Come on. Come on. I'm in it. Come to the house of God. I was glad about six
1: weeks ago that I went to the house of God. Because one of the things that was bothering me the devil told me was that God has disqualified me over the last 18 months. I've been so terrible that God has disqualified me from service. It disqualified me from his kingdom. It disqualified me from everything. And I was depressed. I, you ask, why, oh, I, I didn't smile for months. Not smile. Not a smile over my face. And she had to suffer all that. In fact, she's got, my, my wife likes getting together, things together get from these garden shops. Little sayings, you know. And she's got one which says, says this. God created man. Then you had a better idea.
0: <laughs>
1: it's another one which says, with, with a great big black pig on it, and it says, um, all men are grumpy, but I marry the king. That wasn't true until 18 months ago. It became true 18 months ago. I don't want to tell you this, folks. While I was still feeling disqualified and still feeling down there, my, a friend of mine have taken over our church in town, Budely. A guy called Nigel Tween has just come to be our pastor. And he's been my friend for 40 years. So I decided to go to the church when he was there just because he's a friend. I decided to go. And I went. And this morning he was preaching on. Guess what he took for his text? He preached from Colossians.
0: And the text that morning was this. Christ. Hath qualified you. <laughs> and made you a partaker. Of the, with the saints in light.
1: Now when he said that. My spirit rose. Because it's exactly what I felt, and exactly the word I wanted, and God gave it to me in church. What if I didn't go to church that morning? What if I didn't, oh, well, I'm not going to go this morning because I don't feel right. Can I tell you? You don't have to feel right to go to
0: church. Go to church when you feel wrong. Well, God, are you loving me? I know it's time to finish on it, but I'll tell you this. You go to
1: church when you don't feel like it. You go to church when your husband didn't kiss you that morning. Amen. Still go. Amen. I, I said to my wife. Sweetheart. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Don't, whatever you do in life. You'll never get me to go away from God. Because I knew God before I knew you. And no matter what's happening in your life. God is for you. So therefore. Be for him. Go to the house of God. Rejoice in the things of God. I don't like all the people. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> don't like the people. One church of England vicar. You no, know, one, one church of England. Yes, the church of England vicar. And he, his mother was living with his mother. And he got upset with church. And he said to his mother this Sunday morning, he said, Mother, I'm not going to church. He's the vicar, you know. And his mother said, Come on, dear. You've got to go to church. He said to me, Give me ten good reasons why I should go to church. He said, Nobody down there likes me.
0: And I don't like anybody down there. The <laughs> so, number one, You are the vicar. You got to go. I'm telling you folks. Even if you don't like the people in the church.
1: You go because you love Jesus.
0: Amen. He has done
1: nothing in me to make me ashamed. I love Jesus. Okay. Hallelujah. So I came out of that. And I was free from that. And I've been rejoicing ever since. Jesus is Lord. And I'm happy. I'm glad. I'm free. I'm no longer a slave. Hallelujah. I've got double freedom. Okay. One verse of scripture. Got a Bible. Look at one Peter one Peter. I'm looking at the quatrain. I'm not asking when I finish, but it says something like I can't read it properly. Thank you. I'm all right to talk. We've got lunch at one That's a joke, all right.
0: One Peter, Chapter One, verse verse eighteen. For Christ hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust,
1: that he might bring us to God, being put to
0: death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. Christ hath once suffered for us, the just
1: for the unjust. Can my brother, can you put up that, that, that um, picture for me? So I want now. I don't know whether we realize how much Christ suffered for us.
0: You haven't realized yet how much Christ suffered for us. This is the Son of God made into human form. Watch him. I Satan taken
1: from the Passion, and I love the Passion because I think Mel Gibson captured it right the sufferings of jesus in the passion was something you didn't want you couldn't watch it could you his body was beaten to a pulp isaiah let me tell you isaiah chapter 53 800 years before christ was born christ came into the world described that suffering of christ exactly like that he says his visage was marred Was on the face of any man. His body
0: was lacerated. And torn apart. 39 lashes he had. He was whipped. To the point of death.
1: Was it it Isaiah who said. Or Jeremiah who said. "They, they, They plowed up my back. They made long furrows. In my back.
0: Christ. Once. Suffered for us. The just for the unjust. I wish
1: I could go in and give you the graphic details of the suffering of Christ. And this, when you look at that, you are seeing physical suffering. You don't know the spiritual suffering. You don't know when he was fighting the powers of hell. You see the human bit. There's another bit to it. He was fighting the forces of darkness as well. That's why when, when he was in the garden in prayer, his blood... His sweat became drops of blood. He was fighting the forces of hell. And then man, when they finished, did the worst they could do.
0: And they beat him to a pulp. And nailed him to a cross. But all that was... Yeah. I'm saying Christ went through all that suffering for us. He suffered there.
1: He's the innocent party. He done nothing wrong. Isaiah said he did no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him? He hath put him to grief. The sufferings of Christ must never be played down. Never be taken lightly. That's why people who say, Oh, um, how can God
0: send a sinner to hell? How can God send a sinner to hell? The only person who go to hell are those who refuse to accept the sacrifice of
1: Jesus on the cross. And God can do nothing else for you because he has given you the best he had in heaven and caused him to suffer and to bleed and to die for you.
0: So Christ hath once suffered the just for the unjust to bring us to God. Hallelujah. Before we were far from God is a song we sing
1: once far from god and dead in sin no light my heart could see but in god's word the light i found christ liveth in me we who are once afar off have been brought near to god through the blood of jesus there's no entrance to god apart from blood god showed that in the old testament he said the only way you're going to come to me is by blood I want to tell you this truth. You remember that when a man sinned and was bringing a lamb, God said, let him bring a lamb. A lamb for a house.
0: And if you, once you bring the lamb, and the lamb was perfect, forgiveness was assured.
1: Amen? Come on, don't hear this. Some of you need to hear this one. Some of you are trying to do your own works. Think you're going to get to heaven by doing your own works. Lord, I've done this better, so therefore I think I'm going to go to heaven. You'll never get to heaven because of anything
0: that you have done. Never, never, never. It's all because what he has done. And once,
1: when in the days of the Old Testament, once the, the, the head of the family brought the lamb and gave the lamb to the priest. The moment he gave the lamb to the priest, the, the, the priest is no longer interested in the man. All he's interested in is the lamb. Come on now. Is the lamb perfect? Is it without spot? Is it without blemish? He checked behind his ears. He checked his limbs. He checked his What is he checking for? Defects. And once he finds no defect in the lamb, then the man was all right. Now, this is the Lamb of God. Come on, this
0: is the Lamb of God. Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He has been accepted by heaven. How do I know that?
1: Glory to God. I love Christianity. You see, every other religion, you'll find a
0: dead Savior or a dead person at the end or a dead leader. You don't find that in Christianity. On the third day. He rose again. And now he lives in the power. Of an endless life. Never to die again. Listen
1: to, listen to Galatians. Galatians. Oh no Romans 4. It says. Listen to this. He was delivered unto death. For our offenses. But he was raised to life. For our justification." You know what that means? The resurrection of Jesus says, God has accepted the sacrifice of His Son on our behalf. So when we come now, our sins are forgiven and we have peace with God. Amen? So my entrance to God's presence is through the blood of Jesus. And I've got a sure entrance. When I come, God will always listen to me. Now it says, Christ has once suffered the just for the unjust to bring us
0: to God. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, amen,
1: but by me. Jesus is the only way of salvation. Amen. I make no bones about that. If a Muslim was sitting in a congregation, I'll preach the same thing. The Prime Minister sits here
0: and preach the same thing. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No man comes to the Father but by Him. And when you come to Jesus, you come to the Father. Hallelujah.
1: Christ hath once suffered the just for the unjust to bring us to God. I, you were once a pharaoh, am now near to God. And I am God's and he is mine. Now, because I've come to God, that's why Christians must live different from the world. Amen. Come on, church. Come on. Will you stand with me for a moment? Everybody stand with me for one moment.
0: Yeah. Father in heaven,
1: I thank you for this congregation. I thank you every person that's here right now. And I thank you because you're wanting to minister a truth to us. Continue to let that truth go into us. And Lord, continue to help us to grasp the sacrifice of Jesus. And let us know that he did it for us. And when we come, we haven't got to come with fear. We come with faith in our hearts. And you'll receive us. Let the truth rivet itself in our hearts
0: and our minds. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seats for five minutes. When you get home I'm going to give you the homework. Here's your homework. When you get home this afternoon later I want you to turn to Psalm 91. I want you to read it
1: and think about it, Psalm 91. Because whenever time a person comes to Christ and comes to God, God expects you to live at another
0: level. From your human level. And from the world. This is what Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place. Of the most high.
1: Shall abide under the what? The shadow. Of the almighty. So if you come to the secret place. Of the most high. And Christ died to bring you there. Amen. Come on. We are no longer out in the outer courts. We are in the Holy of Holies. Amen. Through Jesus, I can come through the outer court, and I can get right into the Holy of Holies, because the curtain has been torn aside. Amen. I can come in. I can fellowship. Now, he that dwelleth there. Now, here is something. In the Old Testament, the high priest came in there once a year. He couldn't go more than once a year. And he would take the blood of an animal which he offered for himself in the sin. But now, you don't have to take any animal. You don't have to come in once a year. You can come in every day. In fact, the Holy of Holies is now my dwelling place. I can live there. And God wants you to live there. Let me tell you, some Christians, see how far you can live from God and still be a Christian. No, see how close you can live to God. You'll overcome the world. So, he that dwelleth in secret should abandon the and then, when you are close to God, you talk different from the world.
0: He shall say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust.
1: Lord, what a place to live. Amen. Come on. If you live at a place of faith, you'll overcome the world. Yeah. Listen to what Jesus said. This is a victory. John says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Your faith lifts you above the world. Your faith lifts you above sickness, lifts you above sin, lifts you above the devil. Faith takes you above the world. I don't just have to wait for the doctor anymore. Praise God for doctors. But I can go to this great physician, Jesus. Amen? Come on. I don't have to just wait for the bank
0: manager to give me a loan. I tell God to, Lord, you let him give me a loan. <laughs> you can rise above them. Remember once, and with this I finish. I'm closing my Bible here. Oh, glory to
1: God. 5 to 12. What time must I finish? Now? I Two more minutes? Yeah. You okay? Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Whew. When I, if I'm preaching in the Caribbean, are we just warming up? <laughs> I realize I'm not in the Caribbean, all right. That's warming. Um Folks, I want you to see this and see it, see it, see it. I remember, I wanted some double glazing for my house. To put some, I was putting some double glazing in. Didn't have the money to do it. So normally I pray and I ask God, Lord, what do I do? Where do I get the money from? And this day, I went for a walk down by the brook up by our house. There's a brook that runs around the back. And I went for a walk by the brook. Seeing that, I said, Lord, what do you do? The Lord says to me, clearly as it, he said, go to the building society manager and ask him for the money. And when you go, don't look as though you have some servant to him. Don't look as though you are, you, you, you're his underdog. He said, look him in the eye. Hallelujah. Square your shoulders. Look him in the eye. So hallelujah, I obey God. So I went into the building society manager, put me in. When he came into the room, his office, he said, "Mr. Miller, um, what do you want?" He said, "I said." He said, "What do you do?" I said, "I'm a minister." Oh God! The moment I said that, his face dropped a mile.
0: So I looked at him. I did what exactly? What God? Said. I squared my shoulders, looked him in the eye, and said, "What's the problem?" And he said, I used to go to church. I said, We do have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go to church. <laughs> oh, okay. He said, But my wife and I, we haven't, we, we've been married so many years now, and we have spent
1: £14,000 on fertility drugs, and we can't have any children.
0: So therefore, they blame God. I said, Sir, you blame the wrong person. <laughs> God is for you, not against you. I said to him, You know, the Lord just touched me straight away. I said, That's why you're here, son. <laughs> not for the money, you're here to him. You're for this guy. I said to him, sir, will you let me pray for you? <laughs> and he look, looked at me and he said as if to say, What? Here? <laughs> now? <laughs> I said, yes, sir,
1: right here, right now. And I didn't wait for him to invite me. I walked around his desk to where he sat, as though I owned the place. <laughs> I put my hand on his shoulders. I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, grant unto this man his heart, Lord, give them, make them the proud parents of
0: children. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. You know whose name you pray in? Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Well, praise God. The next thing I got my loan. <laughs> Never asked another word. He said, Wait, How much do you need, Mr. Miller? <laughs> About two months later, where the office was, I decided to pop in and see sure what was getting on. When I arrived outside his house, outside, outside his, his, his office, I, the lady said to me, Sorry, Mr. Miller, he's gone to lunch. He said, okay, I'll come back again. As I'm turning away, he came in. Look at Mr. Miller. Come with me, come in, come in, come in. Took me in his office. He grabbed hold of my hand. He really shook it off. He said, Mr. Miller, Mr. Miller, my wife is expecting twins. Glory to God. <laughs> hey! God is a good God.
0: Folks, God is for you, God is not against you. He is for you. And he
1: wants to bless you. But he wants you. As you come to him. You live from his presence. You don't live in the world anymore. You live from the presence of God. And those who live in the presence of God. Speak faith. You don't speak doubt and unbelief. You speak faith. You speak trust. And you live it. My God in him. Will I trust. The assurance of everything is yours. I'll just give you that bit of Psalm 91. Go down it and see how the psalmist lives.
0: Because he's in the secret place of the Most High. Live there and get blessed. Live there and get blessed.
1: I could thank you for another hour on this subject. i go go on and expound this passage to you for another two years. I've been preaching this gospel now, you know, for over 50 years. And I've just begun to understand a little bit of it. (laughs) Really, I've just begun to understand it.
0: So in the name of the Lord Jesus, He's ready to help you and to minister to you. He has brought you to Himself that He might bless us. A lovely verse of scripture.
1: And it says that God sent Jesus to bless us. And he
0: wants to bless you today.
1: If you're sick, he wants to bless you with healing. If you're not a Christian, he wants to bless you with forgiveness. If you're going on your way to hell, he wants to save you. He wants to give you eternal life. Can't have children? I want to pray for you. You're passing through a bad time in your marriage.
0: Oh God, I can see why people pass through bad times in their marriage. Two people trying to become one. You can't do it without God. What I'm trying to say to you is we're not exempt from the attacks of the world. But when we walk with God, we overcome. Bow your head with me. Father, I thank you for every person who have listened to your word today. I ask you, Lord, to work in them by your spirit. Bring us to the place now where we'll
1: make a decision to follow you and to have faith in you and to trust you. And to live from your presence, Lord. Let your word drop into our spirits. We who were once afar off, we are made
0: nigh by the blood of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for your blood. Thank you for all you've done. While we're in prayer right now, you're a visitor to this place. But in your heart, you know that you don't know
1: Jesus as your Savior and Lord. You don't know that your sins are forgiven. You don't have peace with God. You don't enjoy life with God. And you're saying to me this morning, George, the Jesus that died for me, I would like to know him. I would like to be forgiven. I would like to be brought to the presence of God through Jesus. I would like to be saved this morning. If you're sitting there and you'd like that to happen to you. You'd like to have your sins forgiven. Have peace with God. Know you're going to heaven and not hell. Just where you're sitting right now. I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand in the air and put it down again. And I'll pray for you. And God will forgive your sins. And you'll be saved this morning. You have a brand new start in life. Change you forever. God bless you. right here in the front second row. Is anybody else? God bless you. Over there. God bless you. Put it down again. I see it. There are others. When I see it, put it down. Is there anybody else? You don't know your sins are forgiven. And you want to be sure. Just slip your hand right up and put it down again. I'll pray for you right now. Anybody else? God bless you. Those of you who your hand. I want you to pray this prayer and pray it out loud with me. Congregation prayed with them to encourage them. Pray it out loud. It goes like this. Father God, I come to you today realizing that I'm a sinner. But I believe in my heart that Jesus is your son. That he died for me on the cross and rose again. This day I turn from my sin. And I receive Jesus as my personal Savior. And I now confess Him as my Lord. Come into my life and change me. And help me to follow you in the fellowship of your church. In Jesus' name. Amen. you don't pray, I'm going to pray for you. Lord, I thank you for these who have raised their hands. And I ask you, Lord. To be real to them from this day. May they walk with you. May they know your presence and peace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Lord. And amen. Before I pass the service back to you pastor. We're going to be having a healing service tonight aren't we my brother? Yes. But just in case you can't come tonight and you're here. And you'd like us to pray for you. You're sick or you've got a problem. Want us to pray for you, we'd we'll gladly do that. But if you can come tonight, we'll be speaking along this subject tonight um, and be praying for the sick a longer time tonight. But if you'd like us to pray for you, we're going to stand, we're going to worship, but as we worship, you just leave here and come here. We're going to pray for you as we close our service. Can we have a song together? Just sing a song together, whatever. Let's stand together, church. Bless you. If you want prayer, just leave where you are and come to the front, and we pray for you.
0: Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.